The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Right now, though, wanted to do this because you know what? Uh, obviously, with everything that's been going on this year, we spent uh, a lot of us spent a lot of time watching a lot of TV. Uh, we were constantly scrolling and looking for something different to watch. And uh, I wanted to take a look back at the year that was with Steve Stebbing, who is our movie guy. He's our movie critic. You can find out more at stevestebbing.ca and follow him on Twitter at uh, the Steve Dead. But Steve put together a top 10 list, his top 10 list of this year, in case you're still looking. So I wanted to get to that with Steve this afternoon. Hey, happy almost Hello. Christmas, Steve. Yeah, happy <laughs> almost Christmas. It's what an end to a, just a, a crazy year. Yeah, you know what? And then, but I heard I heard this news today that um, what is it coming or back to America number uh, you know two uh, yes. is is coming yes. out with Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall, and I don't yes. know if I'm really excited about this or not. <laughs> uh, I am uh, just. I mean, it's been a long gestated thing. You don't have John Landis uh, directing it or writing it. Uh, but instead, you have uh, Craig Brewer, who did the Dolomite movie, My Name is Dolomite, with Eddie uh-huh. Murphy, which is such a great movie. I haven't seen it. It's on Netflix right now. Uh, and I, just, I think Brewer and, and Murphy are such a good tandem that I have nothing but uh, high hopes for this one. You know what? And, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I got to say, I am. Yeah, I, I will sit down and watch it. I didn't know that uh, the, the the fellow behind my name is Dolomite uh, is doing this one. As I took your word on that recommendation months ago as well, a fantastic movie uh, if you haven't checked it out. But this is your top 10 list. And yes. so I'm curious to know, though, before we get into it, what went into making this top 10 list? So how did you, oh. uh, how how <laughs> difficult was it? It's, it's kill your darlings, uh, honestly, because <laughs> I kind of start at the beginning of the year and, and, and work all the way through to December and I actually had uh, at the beginning of the weekend I had a, a tentative 10 top 10 list uh, prepared and then I saw two more films that I'm like well that just displaces the top 10 again <laughs> uh, so it was like midnight hour stuff of me getting uh, my info to you. Well, let's start with, uh, I don't know if this was actually number one or just number one on the list, but it's called Sound of Metal. Take a listen. Your hearing is deteriorating rapidly. We'll come back. Till then, Lou, we just keep going, okay? No. Lou, no. let's play tomorrow and see what it's like, okay? I'm going to be like a click track. You can play to me. Do you understand me? I can't. I'm deaf. The sound of sound of metal, and uh, this one you say just is stellar. And I I yep. don't remember this from your lists, but now mm-hmm. I'm it, now it's going to be on. Uh, I think I know what I'm watching next week. So yeah. <laughs> tell us about I, it. I believe I, I believe it'll make its debut on Amazon Prime in the next couple of weeks. It is on VOD right now. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, we are a little anticlimactic. That is my number one movie this year. Okay. Uh, and, and just really based on Riza Med's performance in this one as a drummer that is losing his hearing and he's trying to make a desperate cling to an experimental 
uh, hearing uh, uh, surgery that, that can possibly give him back his hearing rather than, uh, you know, kind of uh, learn to live with the loss of that sense. And uh, Ahmed is just an incredible actor. And this movie, uh, the director of it just, he puts you in in that, that realm of losing your hearing because you really get inside the character's head and mm-hmm. hear what he's hearing and hear the absence of what he's hearing. It, it's just an incredible film. Okay, so that's called the sound or sound of metal. Sound of metal. Number two on the list is I'm thinking of ending things, and you listen to that title and go, I'm not really <laughs> sure that's something that I want to put on my list. But then I look, oh, Tony Collette is in this. Take mm-hmm. a listen. Jake, my boyfriend. It's snowing. Winter is coming. In. We have a real connection, a rare and intense attachment experienced anything like it. I'm thinking of ending things. Huh? What? Did you say something? I don't think so. Weird. Okay, Steve, so I'm not sure if this is supposed to be a scary movie. Is it supposed to be a little bit of a mind bender? What yeah. is it? It's all about, you know, a girlfriend going out to the farm to, to, mm-hmm. to, to meet, the, meet the parents of the boyfriend. That's right. And That's right. all hell breaks loose? <laughs> uh, in, in a way, it's more of the latter there. It's a mind twist uh, that okay. you're, you're never quite sure of what's going on. Uh, and it's got uh, Jesse Buckley and Jesse Plemons from uh, Fargo or in this one as well as Tony Collette and David Thewlis and yeah it is a, a boyfriend coming to bring his, his girlfriend home to, to meet the parents and I mean this comes from the mind of Charlie Kaufman who did Adaptation being John Malkovich Synecdoche New York so it is off the beaten path take my recommendation with a grain of salt I love weird cinema and this is definitely weird cinema but it's easy to find cinema because it's on Netflix I have heard so many great reviews of this uh, of this next show that we're going to talk about. But then I watched, I saw one earlier today saying, I don't get it. I don't get why everyone loves this. But in third spot for you is Mank. Take a listen. Hello, everyone. Make yourself to home, Mr. Mankowitz, or shall I call you Herman? Please, call me Mank. 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 This is Herman Mankiewicz, but we're to call him Mank. Mankiewicz. Herman Mankiewicz. New York playwright and drama critic. Turned humble screenwriter, Mr. Hurst. This is a business where the buyer gets nothing for his money but a memory. What he bought still belongs to the man who sold it. That's the real magic of the movies. Gary Oldman, such a powerhouse, and and yeah. I know that you said you think it's probably you know, one of his best performances and your favorite lead actor uh, of the year. What's the story about? Yeah, this one, uh, Oldman plays Herman Mankiewicz, who is a, a screenwriter uh, that, it, after a, a serious injury that left both of his legs broken, uh, he used that sabbatical time to write a screenplay for uh, a little director named Orson Welles, and that film turned out to be Citizen Kane, uh, a, a film that was almost... Uh, pulled straight from things out of Mankiewicz's uh, life and actually uh, involved uh, a rich and powerful billionaire by the name of Charles Randolph Hearst. And, uh, I mean, it's such a well-put-together movie. It transports you right back to that time. 
And, uh, I mean, this comes from uh, David Fincher and his brother Jack Fincher, who put this film together. And, uh, I mean, it is just an incredible achievement that honestly kept me on uh, just enthralled for the entire two hours. Steve Stebbing joining us this afternoon. His top 10 list of uh, of the year in number four. And it sounds like this is one of the ones that got added on very late, um, that it just uh, just uh, was a release out of last week. It's called Promising Young Woman. Every week, I go to a club. I act like I'm too drunk to stand. And every week, a nice guy comes over to see if I'm okay. You okay? You are so pretty. I am a nice guy. Are you? Oh, boy, oh, boy. This one sounds like it might have a lot of layers to it. It definitely does. Uh, this is your best actress performance of the year, I believe. Carrie Mulligan in a performance that you've never seen her do this before. Uh, she's a woman that uh, suffered some trauma earlier that is slowly revealed over the, over the film. But now she gets her catharsis by kind of doing a little bit of uh, vigilante work uh, in a way as she pretends to be drunk at clubs waiting for the quote-unquote man in shining armor to come in and, and, and save her and then basically try to make a move on her in his apartment uh, before she shuts him down in big ways. Uh, and I mean, this is this is a gut shot to toxic mas masculinity, uh, horrible club dudes, uh, people that, that gaslight the prey on other people. This one will make you feel uncomfortable, but will blow your mind thoroughly. And it comes from the creator of Killing Eve, uh, Emerald mm -hmm. Fennel, in her directorial debut. Our movie critic, Steve Stebbing, joining us this afternoon, giving us the top 10 list. His top 10 list, so uh, well, of the year, number one, Sound of Metal, number two, I'm thinking of ending things. Number three is, um, where did that piece of paper go? Number three is Meg. Number four, a Promising Young Woman. And in fifth spot, oh, Jamie Foxx. It's called Soul. What's your name, honey? Uh, I'm Joe. I teach middle school band. Got it. Go for it. Today started out as the best day of my life. Back here tonight, first show's at 7. Yes! Woohoo! You know what that's going to say? Joe Gardner. <laughs> I did it. I got the gig. Oh, Okay, you have, tell us what's going on here. I see Jamie Foxx and mm -hmm. Tina Fey in this one. Yes, uh, this is from Pete Docter, the same guy that did Up and Inside Out. Uh, basically, uh, J uh, Jamie Foxx plays Joe, a jazz uh, jazz pianist who uh, is uh, has to work as a substitute teacher, music teacher. Uh, finally gets his big break, and then he falls down a manhole and dies, essentially. So he has to partner with an, uh, a wayward soul named 22, played by Tina Fey, to make his way back to his body. And, I mean, Inside Out, I liked it. It didn't wow me. Soul hit me like a ton of bricks because, really, I mean, the movie is so much about purpose and it's just such a like a great resonant message for any age uh and it's just so beautifully done and the character work is so great and i mean it's a movie that will just seriously stick with you afterwards 
All right, put that one on the list uh, as well. Okay, number six. This one is a big one. It's a heavy one. The trial of the Chicago 7. We want to underscore again that we're coming to Chicago peacefully, but whether we're given permits or not, we're coming. We're going to Chicago to protest the Vietnam War. And there's no place to be right now but in it. We watched for a decade while these rebels without a job tell us how to prosecute a war. Because they're going to spend their 30s in a federal facility, real time. So this all about the fallout uh, from uh, after the, the 1968 Democratic National Convention in Chicago. Yeah. There was a whole bunch of demonstrations about the Vietnam War, which was, you know, coming to its peak. This one, you said you said there's a lot to it, but it's 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 really excellent. Oh, it really is. And I mean, top lining the, the reason that you should watch this one is Aaron Sorkin. I mean, because his scripts and his direction just keep this movie hopping where you're basically on the edge of your seat in dialogue scenes, which is just mind-blowing. Secondly, huge cast to this one. You have have at least two Academy Award winners in there with uh, Eddie Redmayne and Mark Rylance. Uh, And then, uh, I mean, the the standout in this one of Sasha Baron Cohen, who plays Abby Hoffman, who is the leader of the Yippies. Uh, And, I mean, it's just such a well-put-together character movie based around like reality and uh, I mean it, what's crazy in watching this one is how much it relates to modern times so uh, yeah this this is a must see this year all right you know what Steve we're going to be out of time here in about two minutes so there's about sure. four movies left out of those <laughs> one the, the invisible man she dies tomorrow um, uh, never really sometimes always and possessor which one do you want to tell us about uh, I probably the the most successful in there will say is uh, an invisible man number seven Kellen let's go what happened to him he dreams dead listen you're getting your freedom back okay he said that wherever I went he would find me walk right up to me and I wouldn't be able to see him. Adrian is dead. He's not dead. He has figured out a way to be invisible. Is this a superhero movie? No, this is this is very much like a, a suspense thriller. Uh, I, I mean, it's taking that old trope of the Invisible Man, the Claude Rains type stuff, but it is updating it to the to the modern times and really putting it in kind of like a, a gaslighting, abusive relationship. And uh, kind of, you know, making Elizabeth Moss' character, who is the victim in there, uh, all seem insane. And uh, it is so well put together. Lee Winnell wrote and directed this one and really comes into his own as a, as a thriller uh, filmmaker. And, uh, I mean, there are audible moments in the audience when I saw this one of just expletives everywhere when certain reveals happened. Oh, wow. Okay, it's called The Invisible Man. Steve Stebbing joining us this afternoon. Steve, before I let you go, what are you what are you anticipating uh, the most for 2021? Dune. Dune, Dune, Dune. Dune. Yes. I'm all over it. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll talk to you in the new year. Thank you for all of your uh, all of your insight, all of your suggestions over the past year, Steve, because I know a lot of folks have been turning to you to find out uh, what to watch. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. All the best to you Thank and yours you. uh, over Christmas and into uh, 2021. Thank you.